Welcome to the Team ASE Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Mala. And in the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to be sharing some information, insight, and inspiration on a variety of topics for individuals already working or thinking about a career in the automotive industry. But there's a lot more to ASE than you may be aware of, and we'll explore the many facets of Team ASE in future episodes. The Team ASE Podcast is brought to you by ASE, the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence. ASE is perhaps best known as the organization that provides certification credentials for automotive professionals. Just like ASE, the Team ASE podcast offers something for automotive professionals everywhere. Join us as we explore what's now, what's new, and what's next in the automotive service industry. It's a journey that won't just help you make a living, it'll help you make a difference. It takes a team to build the future. Welcome to Team ASE. Hi, I'm talking today with Dave Cappert. He's the administrator of the ASE Section 609 Certification Program. Dave, welcome to the Team ASE podcast. Thank you, Tony, and thank you for having me. There's been a lot of questions that have come up about Section 609, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your role at ASE? Tony, I work in the Special Testing Department, which is kind of a subsection of the main test development group. And under that, I manage the ASE Section 609 program. We also have a program called the Introduction to Automobile Service, which is an e-learning program. And then I also facilitate the weekly webinars that ASC has been running since 2020. Let's get back to 609. What exactly is the EPA Section 609? When was it created and why was it created? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, this program has been around a long time and that also makes it's kind of dangerous in terms of what people think it might be. The 609 program was part of the Clean Air Act amendments in 1990 when legislation was introduced. So in July 1992, it became under federal law requirement that you had to earn a Section 609 credential in order to service motor vehicle air conditioning systems. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, you know, the air conditioning system used on cars like trucks. It can be over the road trucks, pretty much any system that's substantially the same does not apply to commercial refrigeration. So I want to make that distinction clear. In the beginning, you know, the emphasis of the program was really on managing refrigerant emissions that contribute to depletion of the ozone layer. And that's where we heard, you know, chlorofluorocarbons, R12. That was really the first enforcement sort of mentality around this. Since then, the program has evolved into managing refrigerant emissions that contribute to global warming. And uh, so more currently, that's R134A, which is on its way out. This is not just a test that yields a credential. It's a combined program of training and the test together. So that's why EPA defines it as a technician training and certification program. It's important to mention this is different from the regular ASE, AC service and repair certification, right? Right. Because even though our A7 test and its brethren, the S7, H7, T7, you know, under other categories, which are essentially all AC related tests, those are for diagnostics and repair. And those are also more of a high stakes exam. And what can happen sometimes when people will make the assumption that those seven series exams cover 609, but they don't. So if they were ever to be audited, they could get ticketed by EPA. You have to have 609 for handling refrigerant. That's an important point. So anyone who's basically touching an air conditioning system should have the 609 certification. Yeah. To be clear about it, there's really two parts of it with 609. So the credentials 
enables a professional to work on an MVAC system for hire. Mm -hmm. And then also a more recent addition was to purchase automotive refrigerant and containers two pounds and larger. That kicked in at the beginning of 2018. And there's still quite a few people who are not familiar with that later stipulation. And I assume there are penalties involved if you're caught working on AC without the 609, right? Yeah, you hear lots of different things. EPA does release some of its enforcement actions. And one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to be a fear monger among this, but I would encourage people to get their house in order as far as their records go. And what I mean by that is don't say, oh, I've got my certificate sitting in a file cabinet back home or in a safe deposit box or somewhere else. Have them on place at your place of business where you work, because that's where it will be checked. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the test itself. What does the Section 609 test cover? So it really covers most everything related to refrigerant management, related health and safety issues, along with equipment used to responsibly manage refrigerant. And that even includes leak detection. It's an online test, I believe. How do you take the 609 test? The important distinction there, Tony, is we actually offer this on two platforms. We have the traditional paper pencil where we do ship a booklet out, person fills out the quiz, and then they send it in to us. And about six weeks later, we'll return the results. That's kind of fading into the background because our online version of this is really taken now at a ratio about six to one for lots of different reasons. A, it's convenient. You can get an instant, you know, temporary credential, which covers them for 60 days provided that they pass. And so all they really need to do is to go to the ASE campus site at www.asecampus.com, create a profile and they can sign up. What does it cost to take the test? Both platforms are $19. and also, one thing I do want to stress is that this is a personal credential. This is not an auto repair shop or any business-related credential. The credential belongs to the person. In fact, when they take it on either one, they have to sign to a pledge that they are the person that's taking it and they're doing so without assistance. And I know normal ASE certifications require that you requalify every five years. Is the same true for the 609? There is no federal law right now that says you need to be recertified in this. We hear things lots of times that in given companies, it's been a requirement because we made a major revision in 2015 when we added R1234YF, R744, which is carbon dioxide, and R152A, which are all approved refrigerants under EPA and had to be included in our book. Mm -hmm. So we added a lot of more material to the booklet and the online program at that time. So if people took it prior to that, they really took kind of an outdated version that isn't covering any of these newer refrigerants. So even though there isn't a federal law requiring you to recertify, even though we hear one may be coming, we encourage people that if they took it before 2015, that you may want to go ahead and take an updated version of it. But there's no actual requirement that they requalify. Not at this time. Let's assume I want to take the test. What's the best way to prepare to take the 609 test? Everything comes back to the training material for this. As I said earlier, this is a technician training and certification program. So anything that we're going to cover on the test itself is going to be covered in the training booklet. And we offer the booklet for a free download right off the ASE campus site. They can go there without even having to log in or create a profile. It's available. They can view, print the training booklet. It's right out on the front end. So it's essentially an open book test then, right? It is very much an open book test. After saying that, though, one thing that I've learned a lot in administering this program over the years is I oftentimes get calls from people and they're in a hurry. And usually they will call after they've already failed at one time. And people say, oh, anybody can pass it. You can fog a mirror. 
okay, maybe so. But if you don't pay attention, if you don't study the material, you still could fail it. And I have found that many times when I've dealt with customers who are waiting on customers or writing up a repair order or something else distracting them, that that's kind of the cause of some of their issues. So I always encourage them to dedicate the time that they need to do this thing so they can see it through. If a person isn't successful on the test, I know the regular ASE tests have a sort of a waiting period between when you can take it the next time. Is the same apply to the 609 or is it you can take it again and again? You can take it again and again. There is no waiting period. Well, Dave, I got to tell you, this has been enlightening. Uh, We're kind of running out of time here, but I want to circle back on one thing you said earlier. You talked about the webinars that you're also responsible for. I think they're free, aren't they? They are. And we offer them most Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern. They're hour-long webinars. Sometimes we go longer if a presenter needs more. We offer a wide and varied amount of presenters and topics from all over the industry. Um, In fact, we've got one coming up here. I don't know the exact date right now. But we've got one coming up, I believe, where we're going to have EPA on talking about tampering. But we have some really, really good topics. And uh, the people that I work with do a great job of really reaping some some good presenters on these sessions. And if anybody wants to sign up to get on the webinar list, all they need to do is to go to ASC.com forward slash webinar dash subscribe. So again, ASE.com forward slash webinar dash subscribe. Well, Dave, it has been great talking with you. I know it's been a while since we had the chance to chat. It's good catching up. And uh, I want to thank you again for your time today. This has been very enlightening. Good stuff. Thanks for the opportunity, Tony. Good seeing you. We've been talking with Dave Cappert, the administrator of the ASE Section 609 certification test, about what that test is and why you should get it. For more information on the 609 test, you can always visit the ASE website at ase.com. Click on the ASE campus. You'll see a lot of what ASE has to offer that Dave works long and hard at putting together. So, Dave, we thank you for that. Again, I want to thank you for your time. It's been great. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll chat again real soon. Thanks, Tony. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's Team ASE podcast. For more information on how ASE can help you grow as an automotive professional, visit the website at www.ase.com. You'll find information on the latest developments in ASE certification, how the ASE Education Foundation is working with career and technology educators to prepare the next generation of automotive professionals, and much, much more. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.